And welcome back to another edition of the Total Sports Live podcast. This is Jovan Alford, and I'll be joined shortly by Nick Earnshaw and our newest staff writer to the squad, um, Seth Fisher, to discuss today's blockbuster trade between the Sixers and the Nets involving none other than James Harden and Ben Simmons. However, before we do that, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Total Sports Live. Also, uh, make sure you're uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter. Like I said, at Total Sports Live. Check out the website totalsportslive.com as well for your latest involving this trade and everything else going on in Philadelphia uh, news. You know whether it's the Sixers, Eagles, Phillies. Whenever baseball season does start, you know we'll start eventually. Um, that as well as anything NFL draft related with the Eagles. Make sure you all check that there, right there, totalsportslive.com. And also for checking out this podcast here on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, lastly, Anchor. All you got to do is search Total Sports Live TSL Podcast. Really appreciate everybody that takes the time out to check out the pod on those various platforms, giving us a like. You can actually now give people ratings on Spotify. Did not know that until I was listening to offsides and I noticed that in Planet Philly and you can give ratings. So like if you want to give us a rating, we would like really uh, appreciate that. So there's all your uh quick, you know, infos and, and do's and don'ts for us here before we wrap before we get started. As I said, you know, after weeks of some rumors and speculation, Sixers GM Daryl Morley finally got his guy, none of as he traded for Ben if he traded Ben Simmons, excuse me, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first round picks in exchange for James Harden and Paul uh, Millsap. Um, we're going to break down this trade, and you already know who's joining me on the podcast. None other than my guys, Nick Earnshaw, joining me as well as our new staff writer, the new guy. He's not new because he's been on the staff for a minute now. Uh, Seth Fisher joining us. As you know, Nick is WGLS Radio, Planet Philly podcast host. You know, they just dropped nothing but the hottest interviews out here on the podcast. He's got him. And we got Seth Fisher uh, joining us here on the pod. Fellas, how are you doing? Big day in the NBA. Big trade um, involving the Sixers and the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, Jovan. Always a pleasure to join the TSL podcast. It's always a fun time. Glad to get Seth on here for the first time. Going to have so much fun with him getting on the podcast. Can't wait to talk about uh, this trade today. I mean, unbelievable. Who would have thought it would happen? I, I certainly didn't think they would get done. It finally did. Uh, a, a wild day for the NBA. I mean, this wasn't the only trade that went down. There was tons of trades that went down on the NBA. This is one of the best NBA trade deadlines, I think, that we've seen in a long time. Um, but yeah, James Harden's a Philadelphia 76er. Ben Simmons, he is sayonara goodbye. He is in Brooklyn now. Uh, we'll see what he can do for the Nets. But a uh, huge day for the 76ers in the city of Philadelphia. We'll see if the process can continue on and be completed. Yeah, yeah, most most definitely, most definitely. Uh, Seth, what about you? Like Nick said, big trade, kind of just shocked the NBA world, kind of set off everything for this trade deadline. As we saw some trades come out around that noon hour, you know, nothing big, you know, no disrespect to Thaddeus Young, you know, getting traded, you know, to the Toronto Raptors. But the big trade, obviously, was James Hart and Ben Simmons swapping teams in the same division. On trade that on trade deadline day here um, on this Thursday, it was it was a phenomenal trade deadline. Nick Nick mentioned it. it's probably the best deadline that I can ever remember. 
there was I probably saw more trades on Twitter than the amount of times that I scrolled looking for new trades. It was just there was just <laughs> one, one after another after another, all the varying importance. It was a great phenomenal day, and it proves why the NBA is just so so awesome. Yeah, it definitely is. And like you said, you know, it, the trade deadline is always, you know, chaos. I mean, I think last year's trade deadline, it wasn't a lot of chaos. Uh, I think what the biggest trade what, was probably Norman Powell for Gary Trent Jr. And look where that got the Portland Trailblazers. But I digress. I digress. I'm not going to. Uh, Come on, Jovan. CJ McCollum. <laughs> You know, yeah, they, yeah, they moved yeah, on from yeah, him. Yeah. You know, they moved yeah, on from moved, him. They're making, they're still making moves. They're making moves. They're, they're, guys, they're making, you know, they're making some moves here and there, here and there. We'll we'll, we'll talk about them uh, later in the show as we uh, look back at everything that happened from the week yeah, it was. But like we said, we gotta talk about this trade here. Sixers Nets. Like we said, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, two first round picks going to Brooklyn in exchange for James Harden, Paul Millsap. Also, we heard immediately right after. Uh, the trade that Harton opted into his $47.3 million player option for next season. Um, this season, this Harton is averaging, you know, it's not his best seat, best season shooting the ball, but the man is still a walking triple double on a, on a, on a nightly basis. He's averaging 22.5 points per game, eight rebounds and 10.2 assists per game um, on the Brooklyn side of things. As we know, Ben Simmons has not played yet this year, but the Nets do bolster their roster, you know, with additions. Uh, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, Curry's averaging 15 points per game, 3.4 rebounds, 4 assists per game. Uh, You know, he's on the cusp, as I've been saying, I said I think a couple days ago, he's on the cusp of a a 50-40-90 season. And then Andre Drummond, he's had a solid year off the bench for Sixers and also has played well as the – as as the um okay, I don't know what happened just there. For some reason, a streamer was playing in my ear for some reason. But like I was saying, uh Simmons has, play, has not played the season, but the Nets, like I said, they get Curry and Drummond Drummond playing well, six points per game, eight point eight rebounds per game. Um, even when he's starting a couple times for a sixers, I think his numbers starting are staggering. I think he's averaging almost a double double when he's starting this season, nine points, fourteen rebounds. He's been really, really, really good uh, for the Sixers in the backup role, pretty much on the vet minimum, and he goes to Brooklyn as well. But for fellas, uh, but, but for y'all, what were your initial thoughts and reactions when you heard this trade, and, you know, what grade would you give each team? So two-part question. Let's just start focusing on the first one. Your initial thoughts when you heard the react, when you heard the trade, starting with uh, you, Nick, because it seemed like every time he was in class today, there was some type of trade going down. Yeah, I think you. I think you opened up the trade wins uh, at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's been the past couple of days. Something insane happens every time I put my phone down. I'm looking at it all day. Nothing happens. I put it down for an hour or so to, you know, go to class during the day, and and something big happens. But yeah, I mean, initial reaction was kind of shocked because reports just kept coming out. Is it going to happen? You know, Wojnarowski, you came out conflicting reports with Windhorst yesterday. And, you know, you weren't sure if this deal was going to get done. And, you know, Brooklyn was asking for a lot. And they did get a, they did get a good amount uh, for uh, James Harden. So you, you can say, hey, it almost didn't happen. But, uh, you know, for the Sixers, I, I think this is a deal they had to make. Um, uh, getting rid of Ben Simmons, you had to move on at some point. This was a relationship that just deteriorated and deteriorated uh, as the months and days went on. So 
Uh, getting him off the books, $30 million sitting on your bench, isn't going to help your franchise this year when you have an MVP candidate in Joel Embiid, the lead, the lead front runner for the MVP, as we mm-hmm. should say. Um, you know, he, he's only got how, however long we think he has. I mean, you know, he's, he's battled injuries throughout his career. Um, you know, it, it, for him to stay healthy, that, that's going to be huge. And, you know, when you're having a season like he is this year, I mean, putting up gigantic numbers, breaking Wilt Chamberlain-type records, I mean, you cannot let that season go to waste. So I do not fault Daryl Morey whatsoever in making this deal. I mean, it had to happen. He had to go out and make some type of move. And he goes out and gets a bona fide superstar in James Harden. Uh, I think it's a good move for both sides. I think Brooklyn did; uh, they got better from this trade. I think they got a, a lot of talent. You you add Seth Curry to that lineup. Andre Drummond gives them a little bit of size, um, and, and then Ben Simmons obviously could facilitate um, on on the offensive end. I don't know where he necessarily is going to fit in perfectly, but I think they'll make it work in Brooklyn. Obviously, he's a great defender on the perimeter. But uh, listen, I think Brooklyn, you know, they, they, had, they had a good deal in this trade too. I think they got good talent, and uh, they definitely did not lose this trade. And I think for the Sixers, they got what they needed. They needed a guard. They needed a superstar to go alongside Joel Embiid. That pick and roll with Harden and Embiid is going to be something to watch. And, uh, you know, I, I think for the Sixers, they benefited in keeping their young core. Maxi doesn't go in the trade. Matisse Thibel doesn't go in the trade. You're keeping some of that perimeter defense. You have to give the get. So you're going to give up a shooter in Curry, but you're going to keep that perimeter defense strong with Matisse Thibel staying on the roster. And then you still have Tyrese Maxey, who has had an incredible second year with the Philadelphia 76ers. So listen, I, I think the grade I would give each team, I was I would give them both an A minus because I think they both, mm-hmm. you know, lost a little bit. I mean, you lose James Harden. I mean, he's one of the better, better players in this league, top five, top ten, wherever you want to rank them. Um, and you're losing out on him and that big three that only played 16 total games together. So that that's a loss. But you're able to gain back a young player, Ben Simmons, who wants to be rejuvenated, won it out of Philadelphia, and you add a shooter and a big man. So I think you know both teams. It, for me, it was an even trade on both sides because both teams got what they wanted. Now it's just a matter if they meet in the playoffs. Best team should win. Yeah, no, you are 100% correct, especially when you mentioned, like you said, you got to give a little bit to get a little bit, right? So for the Sixers to not have to give up a Maxi or Thibault, which, you know, kind of seemed like sticking points, more so with Thibault as we got closer and closer, seemed like that last, like 30 minutes before the trade, it was being reported that, you know, Thibault was the glue possibly to the Maybe not happening, not happening. You have people, you know, putting their conjecture on social media saying, you can't let Thibault hold up a deal no matter how you spin it. But at the end of the day, right, you can't give up. You're already giving up one of your better defenders right. when he's playing in uh, Ben Simmons. And then you compound that, possibly giving up Matisse Thibault as well. Behind that, it's just not – it's not an ideal – it's not an ideal spot at all if you're the Sixers if you had to do that. Yeah, no, I, I think you're 100% right. I mean, I think I sent out – when you sent the one – you sent one report – uh, in, in the group chat today, and I was like, I, I tweeted out, uh, quoting that tweet, don't give up Matisse Thibault. Let him be the, the block of this trade. You cannot give up Curry and Thibault. That would have been detrimental, I think, to the Sixers. It would have hurt their depth. It would have hurt their bench. Um, so giving up Curry, it's a stinger. But, you know, to get a guy like James Harden, I think he'll make up for that on the offensive end. And, uh, you know, they're able to keep those two young guys. That That's really what was key, and, and they were able to do that. Giving up Drummond, all right, he's on a one-year deal. You're probably going to lose him in free agency. He's going to want a little bit more money next year for whatever team mm-hmm. he goes to. So, you know, you're not going to have him for very long either. So 
Uh, I think the real stinger here w- was losing Seth Curry. I wasn't. I don't care about the picks. They're meaningless to me at this point. You're going to win a title now. Your window's right now. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you gave up Curry and Drummond because Ben Simmons was never going to play for the 76ers again. That just was yeah. not going to happen. So um, I-, I think you know you got to give credit to Daryl Morey. Uh, the national media they could say what they want. They could say you know they they were bashing on Ben Simmons for so long, and now he's the greatest thing to ever happen since sliced bread. So I you know I, I don't <laughs> understand it. So. Um, you know, I think both teams did did what they needed to do. James Harden was not re-signing with Brooklyn either in the offseason. So I, I think it works out on both sides. And it's just going to be a battle to see who can get out of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, one, 100%. I, you, I got no disagreements uh, on, on my end from that. What about you, uh, Seth? What was your grade? What was your initial thoughts and reactions, you know, to this deal? Because Nick kind of broke it down, right? You know, you're trading basically – Draft picks don't mean anything, especially for teams like the Sixers, the Nets, you know, a late first round pick in between the 25 and 30 range. That might as well be a second round pick because they don't really hold, you know, much value. So you're basically doing two player, you know, for two player uh, in in this spot. Just what were your thoughts when the trade happening, your grade that you see fit for both of these squads? I was pretty shocked. I, I kind of said it as a 50-50 shot, whether or not mm-hmm. he would be a Sixer by the 3 p.m. deadline. And I was kind of leaning on the side that he wouldn't end up being a sixer by 3 p.m., but he was. So I guess I got my hopes kind of low, which sets my enthusiasm and excitement really, really, really high by the time he was traded. <laughs> Woj and Sham sent those reports out, and the smile on my face underneath my mask in class was huge. A bunch of people in my class were pretty hyped as well. <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine just <laughs> chilling in class, and then you just see the Woj bomb just come across your phone. And you're it just was like, awesome. I was he just like I can't snap in class even though I want to but like I gotta chill and wait till <laughs> class over then we can you know just start just start wilding after that. Yeah, but as for as for both sides, I think it's phenomenal for both for both sides. I think Brooklyn was going to end up having some sort of empty asset and hard income free agency in which they wouldn't really be able to get much a win win now value and b long term value for a guy that was going to demand 45 plus million dollars anyway. Mm-hmm. And if it were to be a sign and trade, there's no really there's no telling what that would have looked like. So now they trade for an all-star caliber player, they get two first round picks, they get a win now and phenomenal contract value player in Seth Curry and then a big man who can rebound on both sides of the ball and Andre, and Andre Drummond and actually give them some real 7-foot size. I'm going to give I'm going to give the the Nets an A minus. And then as for the Sixers, they got what they wanted. They got their superstar. They kept this season of Joel Embiid's prime intact and in kind of survival mode. Like, now we can go. This is the sign for this just run-and-gun championship run that they hopefully, hopefully go on. So I also I also like the addition of Millsap. It's some sort of kind of reconciliation for their loss in – Drum and I'll get I'll give the Sixers a B plus and the and the Nets an A minus. Not bad, not bad. I, I think I'm the same way uh, with my grades. I think I gave them both an A. I gave them both an A after I got over my uh my my sadness for Seth Curry getting traded. I I did not want that to happen. I you know I was talking I was talking to my friends and I was just like I was just like I like the trade but I don't want to give up Seth. In that spot, just because of how much, you know, he's meant to this team offensively with his three-point shooting, you know, 
been one of the more efficient three-point shooters for, you know, over a season and a half, it seems like. And just, just remembering what the Sixers gave up to get him was such a steal. And it's just like you got, like, one of the better shooters in the league on a, you know, team-friendly deal. It's like it's too hard to pass up. But as you see, him having that team-friendly deal was like the glue to help get this deal pushed through. Because let's be real, nobody was trading for Danny Green's contract. <laughs> nobody was trading for Danny Green's contract. Nobody was trading for Cork Moss contract. It's just he had to be the guy. So like you said, I give them both a I give them both A's. Like you said, um for the Nets, Ben Simmons, you know, he doesn't have to be the guy anymore. He can settle in as the third wheel there next to um next to, you know, KD and uh, Kyrie Irving, a.k.a. Iso Irving, a.k.a. the PTO Prince, as I call him. They'll be able to have him um, there, you know, when, you know, when he does play on the road. And then we'll see what happens next season, obviously, but this season. And then Seth, like you said, I love the guards that the Nets have, right? You got Seth Curry. You got Patty Mills, who the Sixers should have gotten in that deal. <laughs> should have gotten Patty. And then he also got Cam Thomas as well, the rookie from LSU, who was one of my favorite guys to watch last season in college basketball uh, last year. So they got a nice set of guards. Joe Harris, when he gets healthy next season, looks kind of scary. And then, like you said, Drummond, he's been really he's, he's going to give him rebounding, like you said, so rebound on both sides of the ball and upgrade over Nick Claxton right now for them, who I think is still trying to find his way in the front court. Um, in the NBA. So when you have that and then the Sixers, like you said, like you both guys have said, they got their guy, right? They got their crown jewel. James Harden was their guy. That's the guy that they were looking for this entire time. And it was weird. Um, it was weird. I think I put it, I think I put it in a group chat where they talked about um, how we got to this point uh, with the, with somebody had tweeted, like, how did we get to this point with Harden? And you just look back at the trades that happened. You had Dario Saric, and Robert Covington both get traded for Jimmy Butler. Six, obviously, they also get Tobias Harris that same year. Jimmy Butler doesn't resign with the team, so then they use that money. Don't know why they use that money till this day. On Al Horford for the four years, hundred and something million dollar uh, contract. Then they flipped Al Horford. Uh, I think then they flipped him. I think they flipped him for Danny Green. They flipped him for Danny Green because Danny Green was yes, on the Danny Green. Yep. Yeah. And Danny Green was on the Lakers, and the Lakers got Dennis Schroeder in exchange for him. So he was on the Thunder. So then he got him from there, and Al Horford went to OKC. Then you look at – what was the other part of it? The other part was – then it was Josh Richardson. They got Richardson for Curry, which was just a still to this day, a, a tremendous still. And then obviously we get Curry to Harden now. So when you look at that, fellas, like it's almost as like – this was like weirdly years in the making, even though it wasn't. Because if Butler Harris worked, if, if Butler works out, stays here, we're talking probably a whole different, completely scenario with this team. Potentially, maybe having a ring or two under their belts. No, you're 100 percent right, Jovan. I mean, the the sequence of events that led to this. I mean, it it, it just rings in the name. You got to trust the process. You have to trust the process, and it's been a long time coming. They get a superstar in uh, James Harden today, and the fact that all that led up to this, I mean, you're at a point now where you have a, a MVP caliber player, two MVP caliber players in Joel Embiid, your homegrown player. You drafted him third overall uh, in the 2014 draft. He comes in, 
And now, you know, you bring in James Harden to, to go along with him. I think that's huge. Um, you know, this is a team that has a two- to three-year window right now that they're looking at, uh, especially with Embiid hitting into his prime. And, you know, hopefully that it, it can work out and, uh, you know, they can get the ring. And, you know, that, that's it's what's going to be. I think, you know, for, for Brooklyn, they're going to be the stepping stone. They're going to be the roadblock that they run into and you know for this for this squad uh and the Sixers organization this is what they wanted this is what Daryl Morey wanted and they went out and got him so it's going to be a fight to the finish I'm excited to see what this season brings and what next season brings as he's opted into that contract yeah most most definitely so we'll Steph we'll see how that you know goes forward how that plays out you know now to the rest of the season obviously in the next season how this all plays out uh, for both teams, this is Total Sports Live podcast here. We're live. We're live on StreamYard right now, but this will be podcasted on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you can get those things from. Uh, you can check it out. Um, you can check it out uh, right there um, here on the podcast. Seth had to drop out, have some technical difficulties, so we'll work on uh, that and uh, there um, there for the pod, but. Let's also let's look forward, you know, looking at, you know, now for the Sixers um, with them now getting hard and the pressure is now on Philly to make this deep playoff run Nick, for now over the next two seasons. We're hard, we're hard enough. And then the pressure is now on to now you got to win. There's no more. All right. We can get to the Eastern. We can get to the like Eastern Conference finals and it's fine type of thing. Now it's you have to you have to win. Like it's 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 NBA Finals or bust right now at this point. These next two seasons, and that's where the Sixer that's where Sixers are now at. Uh, with you know getting James Harden with the play of Joel Embiid, who's having another and should be likely the MVP uh, when this season is all said and done. That being said, Nick, how confident are you and Doc Rivers to get this team to the next level, based on how this team is constructed? And we remember how things just went completely sideways, you know, last year in the playoffs, specifically in Atlanta Hawks series. Yeah, no, um, it, Doc Rivers has to learn from his mistakes from the previous season. Um, last year, I mean, he went too deep into his rotation during that Hawks series for sure. He did not tighten up. I think this year, I, I think he's going to learn from that. Uh, you know, have rotations out there. You know, don't you know? You can have Maxi on the floor if Harden's not on the floor. You can mix and match when you need to. Um, I think they definitely should go out onto the buyout market and find another big to back up Joel Embiid. You're gonna have Trish and Thompson, um, and his freedoms out there, and his cancer formerly. Um, you know, you're gonna have to find another another big unless they want to bring up B-ball Paul and think he's ready to go. I'm all for that as well. So, uh, you know, it, it just depends what they want to do. I think the Sixers have a couple more moves in them. I think Daryl Morey does, uh, does make a couple more moves. But for Doc Rivers, he can't go too deep into his rotation again. He's got to shorten mm-hmm. things up. Uh, you know, these guys got to play a lot of minutes in the playoffs. Things tighten up in the playoffs. The half-court setting is huge. That's why you go out and get a James Harden and you move on from Ben Simmons. I mean, we saw the debacle that was last season in 2021. So, uh, listen, I think Doc Rivers, you know, what his rotations look like are going to be interesting. He's going to have to figure that out correctly and when to take players in and out because he's had trouble doing that this entire season. He had trouble doing that last year into the playoffs. So, you know, I, I think overall for Doc Rivers, this is a big year for him because, I mean, 
Now, like you mentioned, this is championship or bust. You go out, get the star to pair with your MVP caliber player. And uh, for Doc Rivers, I think it's about his rotations. How is he going to mix and match these lineups uh, now when you lose a guy like Seth Curry? Where are you going to find your shooting from? You have Georges Niang. You have Danny Green still. Can these players you know, make the big shots when they need to and space the floor? I think this trade overall, though, I think this opens up things a lot for Tobias Harris. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I think Doc needs to put Tobias Harris in the best position to win and succeed because, you know, we saw what he was able to do when he was under Doc Rivers in Los Angeles with the Clippers. Can that same mindset happen again here? It takes the pressure off Tobias Harris. It allows him to do what he does best, shoot and, and take mid-range jumpers when he needs to, t- shoot the three as well. And, you know, he's been playing really good basketball as of late. I know some people, you know, wanted him gone as well, and I, I don't think – you trade Tobias Harris this year. I'm glad he's still a sixer because I think yeah. he's going to be an integral part of this run. Uh, if you're going for it this year, he's a great piece to have. Obviously, the contract probably over, a little overpaid, obviously. But I, I still <laughs> think he's going to be an integral part of this offense. And, you know, he uh, I think this opens things up for him a lot as well. And, you know, it's going to be so much fun to watch. I think for, but you know, to go back to your point uh, and Doc Rivers, uh, it, how he utilizes his rotations with these young players, with the players he still has, if they go out into the buyout market, um, that's going to be key. He's got to shorten things up, especially when it becomes playoff time. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, you hope that they get a guy like B-Ball Paul um, playing more. It's, you know, he's just dominating the competition in G League right now. It's just ridiculous how good he's been, you know. He's a walking double-double every time he gets down there. I'm sure Kobe Carl would love to not see him down in Delaware uh, no more and actually with the big league, you know, big the big league club. So if they don't uh, event immediately attack the buyout market, see how things, you know, shake up, like you said, uh, Enos Freedom or, you know, Tristan, you know, Thompson, I, about, I swear you not. I'm about to call him Tristan Kardashian. My bad. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to drop it. It's, it's, listen, that's a – that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it, it's fair. We, we know his issues. We know his issues with Kardashians. He's had yes, some we trouble. Did. Yeah, yes, 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 he definitely has. I'm about to drop that reference. But even if he's like said, he can't get those guys, um, you know, he can go, like you said, Paul Reed, um, Charles Bassey, another guy who we saw this season both in Delaware. He hasn't really played a lot in Delaware. He's kind of been just there going back and forth. So they have big men. So it's about playing them and, you know, allowing those young guys to actually, you know, play and not just sit on the bench. Like this is the time uh, to do so, especially in that front court until the buyout market shapes up in the same way. If they're looking for another shooter, you got to This is now time where I think you got to get Isaiah Joe some more minutes. You got to let him, you know, play more. We've seen him, you know, last season in the G League bubble really play well. Preseason really play well. Had some good moments this season as well. So you gotta let them play. Let them get some shine. Let these guys get some burn and playing time, and just see how everything you know um, shakes out uh, from there. So in in Doc, like you mentioned, this is you know I, I think I forgot who I said to earlier, but if Doc doesn't get this job done, then you might have to consider. And this is crazy. You might have to consider. Um, might have considered letting him go after this season. I, if you can't I get wouldn't it call that crazy. I, I wouldn't call that crazy, Jovan. I, I mean, this is – I mean, you you have had it – you had the first seed last year and choked mm-hmm. away uh, a series against the Hawks. This year you now get James Harden. You have two years locked underneath uh, with these two superstars. And, you know, you have a championship roster now. The reason Daryl Moore goes out and get James Harden is to go for it. And, you know, if Doc Rivers can't get the job done once again uh, with this squad – um, and then, then you have 
look in the mirror? Do you have to move on and find another head coach uh, to go along with, with, with these two uh, for the next year? So uh, it's not a crazy thing to do. I mean, we saw last year, he, you know, Ben, we, everyone's put the entire blame on Ben Simmons, but it wasn't all Ben Simmons. I mean, Correct. Doc Rivers had a bad series as well against the Atlanta Hawks. He has to continue to improve. And, you know, we've seen his, his uh, appearances in the playoffs the past few seasons, uh, you know, with the Clippers. He didn't get it done there either. Um, so uh, his, 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 his job is on the line. His job security is on the hot seat. I, I would call it the hot seat right now for Doc Rivers. I mean, this year – We'll see. Uh, I would maybe give him another year after this year. Uh, I wouldn't consider mm-hmm. maybe firing him after you know having another season of James Harden. Um, but right. I think this two-year window is it for Doc. If they don't get at least one title in the next two years, I think you got to consider moving on and seeing what your options are after that. 100, 100%. This is the Total Sports Live podcast here on Anchor, StreamYard, wherever you get your podcast, it's right there. And before we wrap up, uh, this pod make sure you are following us on twitter at total sports live checking out the podcast again on the various streaming platforms make sure you hit that subscribe button download hit a, give us a rating on spotify we really appreciate it. and you're checking out totalsportslive.com um, as well for everything involved in philadelphia sports and more sports betting dfs is all right there on totalsportslive.com before we wrap up nick we gotta look at any at the other trades that happened uh, this week has been a lot of moving and shaking. Um, Tuesday probably was probably one of the bigger days uh, when it comes to trade deadline. We saw a huge trade between the Kings, Demontis Sabonis, um, Buddy Heald, who was a fan favorite of Sixers fans for a minute in the uh, in the mock in the mock trade uh, in the trade machine realm of things. Uh, who else was part of that deal? Uh, was Buddy Heald, Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson, Thompson. Yep, yep, going to Sacramento. Um, for uh, Justin Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, Demontis Sabonis, for Tyrese Halliburton as well. So we saw that trade happen. Then we also on the same day, not too, not too long after, CJ McCollum going to the New Orleans Pelicans. So there was a lot of major moves that span like over a three day window um, here um, in, in, in in the NBA. So. Uh, before we wrap, just any trades to you that stood out um, to you, you know, this week as we uh, at the trade deadline came and went. Yeah, no, it has to be that, that Indiana Pacers and Kings trade. I just feel for Kings fans. I, I, I don't know what they're doing over there. I mean, they draft 18 million guards every single year. And now they finally move on from him. They get some bonus, uh, and then they move on from Tyrese Halliburton. And I saw reports that people around the NBA were stunned uh, that Halliburton mm-hmm. was moved. Um, I, I think he's going to be a an integral part of the NBA future because I think he has a ton of talent. He can play defense. He's a very good shooter. I, I think he's going to be uh, a star in this league. Um, he's still developing as a player, but I, I think that Indiana, yeah, they gave up some bonus. Um, but you know, when you're stuck in that eight, nine, ten, eleven range uh, in in the NBA uh, in the conference, you're you're kind of in trouble. You're not gonna win a title. You're you know not bad enough to where you're not gonna make the playoffs. But you're in that no man's Correct. land, and you know you had to make that move. And I, I think getting Tyrese Halliburton is a building block for this Pacers team. Uh, I think it's huge. Buddy Hield, another good player as well. You know, there was reports he. You know, LeBron could have taken him in the offseason. Now he's in Indiana. Yep. So, uh, you know, I, I think this is a, a great move 
uh, for the Pacers and getting Hal Burton. I, I, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I think he's going to be a very good player, and I think he's a building block for that franchise. Bonus, you're going to the Kings. You know, no one knows what the Kings are doing ever. Um, so, you know, <laughs> all right, they get Sabonis. I, I don't know how much better it's going to make them. Um, it worked out. Know, worked yeah, out. Worked out in good. the first game. Yeah, yeah, first game, it looked okay. I don't know uh, how much of a threat they're going to be going forward in the coming years. They're going to have to continue to draft. Hopefully it's not 80 million guards every single year. But um, we'll see what happens with the Kings. I, I, I felt that that was an intriguing trade. And I think getting Halbert for the Pacers is huge. I think Indiana fans are going to be ecstatic with him. Yeah, Indiana fans, I think you got to be very excited to see uh, what you have there. Your young, the young core, you got to sometimes tear down the building back up. Like you said, they got Halliburton. They drafted a nice young player, um, and Chris Duarte to go in that backcourt as well. He should, you know, pan out, you know, for them. They also traded Tory Craig for Jalen Smith. So very interesting how he fits in because he's had some moments this year with the Phoenix Suns when he's gotten starting starting minutes and even coming off the bench he's played well uh, for them. So we'll see how it all plays out. Like you said, for the Kings, don't know what they're doing, but hey, they might have found something with Sabonis, which is something they never had in their front court uh, since the days of Chris Webber and Vladi Divac. Uh, if we're going to take it uh, that far back, so um, we'll see how that plays out. Other trades and note here. Um, like we mentioned, C.J. McCollum going to the Pelicans in a major deal. We had Norman Powell, Robert Covington going from the Blazers uh, to the Clippers. Yes, those same Blazers who just traded those three players beat the Lakers the other night. You heard it here. Um, that uh, We also had the Mavericks trading Kristaps Porzingis in the second-round pick to the Withers for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Had that trade as well. Had a couple minor trades. Uh, one, Another one that was kind of interesting, Derek White going from the Spurs to the Celtics um, for Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford, who haven't really panned out um, since, you know, coming out a couple years ago out of Indiana. So those are some of just trades that stood out, some notable ones that caught our attention. No, Lakers didn't make a trade. No, the Knicks didn't make a trade. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all the trades that uh, happened here. Um, so that's pretty much going to wrap this thing up. Uh, before we do wrap up uh, the podcast, um, for anybody that's out there in the listening audience viewing this very show right now, got to drop some betting, uh, quick betting advice, quick bet here, uh, with there only being, what, two games left on the NBA schedule tonight. Uh, Bucks, Suns at this time that we're recording, Bucks, Suns are about to tip off, so we're going to skip that game. If you do have FanDuel, I would say go check out that Knicks-Warriors game. Hit that player performance double for Steph Curry to score 25 and the Warriors to win. I think this is going to be a big bounce back uh, play uh, for the Warrior, uh, for the Warriors tonight. I don't think they're going to lose to the Knicks on the second half of back-to-back. Knicks are struggling uh, right now. Steph didn't have the greatest of games uh, last night against the Jazz, but they're the Jazz. Very tough defensive team, especially in the backcourt with Mitchell and, and Mike Conley. I like... I, I, first of all, I like the word. I like the Warriors on the spread. I like the minus nine. I know that's disrespectful to the Knicks, but it is what it is. I like the Warriors minus nine, and I like the player performance double. Uh, shoot, you can take both of these. Honestly, I would take either. You can play Andrew Wiggins plus uh, fifteen points in the Warriors to win, or you can take Steph Curry twenty five in the Warriors to win. That's my guns. That's what I'm sticking to as we wrap up the show. Um, that's about it. Thanks again for everybody that's tuned in on this podcast on StreamYard. They'll be tuning in, you know, later. When this is podcast at the Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, really appreciate everybody tuning in as well. 
Um, Seth, you know, dropped off because of the uh, technical difficulties. We'll make sure we get that fixed out for our next uh, show. But before we wrap, Nick, any uh, more, anything else you want to say before we leave? Anything you got to promote? Any new pods that we need to be looking out for? Yeah, no, um, definitely check out Joe on Alpha and DK Nation puts out the best content ever. Uh, and then we got some great uh, TSO stuff on the way, uh, too. Uh, you know, this is a fun podcast, and we're, I know we're going to do more uh, going forward. So there's going to be great content coming out on the TSL site. Got Planet Philly episode coming out as well. Jason Joseph, Jen McGraw going to join me for that one. Uh, should be out by tomorrow. Uh, offsides is going to be fun tomorrow. Uh, Danny Ryan and I, Larry yep. Dealman, all, all going to be on there talking to this hard trade once again. So that's going to be fun. Uh, also, the Kate, uh, Kate Scott interview. Got, got to uh, talk to Kate Scott, the uh, broadcaster, play-by-play for the Philadelphia 76ers. That, that'll be coming out in a video form as well as a podcast form uh, soon. Uh, I believe uh, there's a clip out right now on on WGLS Sports, uh, if you want to follow that. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of fun stuff going away. And I, I can't wait to watch them beat and Harden start playing together. That's going to be a lot of fun, too. Yeah, me, too. I can't wait to see it happening. Obviously, Sixers are back in action, some, I think, Friday against the Thunder. We probably won't see Harden there. But I'm pretty sure we'll see Harden coming up in the very near uh, future. So, for me and Nick, everyone have a great rest of your night, great weekend. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the Super Bowl. That's on Sunday. And we'll talk to you guys. Um, hopefully next week, who knows, maybe James Harden will be playing. Maybe it'll be something else happening in Philadelphia sports that we done unforeseen. Maybe baseball will come back. Who knows? But wherever it is, we'll be talking about it here on the Total Sports Live podcast. Everyone have a good one, and we'll talk to you very soon.